If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, I always like to start with something interesting. And can you imagine back in 2007 that someone gave you an iPhone and you just said, oh, you know what? I really don't feel like switching phones and carriers, so I'm just going to leave that box on a shelf. Well, that's exactly what happened to a woman by the name of Karen Green. She got a new job back in 2007, and her friends came together and said, oh, this is so great. You got a new job, and we're going to give you a brand new iPhone. Well, she's like, I don't want to switch. I just got a new iPhone. So as time went on, she realized that the iPhone that she had was actually a collector's item. And she was right. So she put it up for auction. She thought, well, you know, maybe I'll make like five grand. Maybe I'll make $7,000 on this new iPhone that was unboxed, which, by the way, who would ever do that? I have no idea who that person is. But anyway, uh, it went to auction and she got sixty three thousand dollars. Whoa, baby! Oh, right? Man, <laughs> yes, sixty three grand. That's a hundred times its original cost of six hundred dollars. <laughs> so, meanwhile, in other auction news, I don't know what, what we're going to do about this, but Shakespeare's original pencils are now going up for auction. They found them. But the problem is, is that he chewed on the pencils, and nobody can tell if it's a to be or not to be. Oh. Oh. She had us both there. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I had to go there. That's right. Hey, I'm so thrilled that you're joining us here for Kim Commando Today. It's the Friday podcast of Kim Commando Today. Monday through Thursday, it's a little bit different on Fridays. We have the wonderful folks joining us from commando.com. And if you're a brand new listener, we're so glad that you're here. And if you're a regular listener, hey, welcome back. And we always want to get your feedback. You can send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Once again, that's podcasts at commando.com. Oh, and this is fun. You can also watch us do the podcast, Kim Commando Today on Friday. Where do you do that? Yes, you go to youtube.com slash Kim Commando. That's youtube.com slash Kim Commando. And make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel because this way, every time a new video drops, whether it's all of us or just something new, is that you automatically get notified. So that's YouTube.com slash Kim Commando. All right. Joining us here on Kim Commando today on Friday, of course, we have our amazing content queen, Allie Selman. And Allie, what pearls of wisdom are you going to impart upon all of us today? We are going to talk about authenticator apps and why it might be a better idea for you than getting those text codes. I'm also going to share a handy little phone screenshot tip that I guarantee it you're going to use it, we'll say once a week. At least once a week. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our magnificent millennial and our very own Internet Scout, Matthew Heffel. Oh, share with us, pray tell. Tell us what you're going to share with all of us. Well, the browser wars are heating up again, and they are not uh, pulling their punches, as well as a handy Gmail tip that allows you to clean it all out. And BuzzFeed is using AI now, so that's interesting. Ooh, maybe yeah. they're going to make a comeback. You think? Oh, yeah. This is going to totally. save them? You really? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's start with the news. These are some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And do you buy any supplements on Amazon? Do either of you buy supplements on Amazon? No. I try not to. Um, 
Now and again, I do if it's a brand I know, but uh, this I, I don't like to. And precisely yeah. for this reason. I know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. All right. So there are thousands and thousands of five-star reviews for horny goat weed. That's right. Horny goat weed. Okay. Um, you don't have to look it up because I did it for you. <laughs> and horny goat weed does exactly what you think that it does. And so it's not just horny goat weed. There's, our, there's a big scandal going on in the supplement world over on Amazon. So look in your bathroom cabinet. You have a little green bottle from Nature's Bounty. I do. And I was like, whoa, what's going on with this? There's vitamin C. I take their apple cider vinegar gummies, which are really great. Uh, the brand is actually owned by the Bountiful Company. And now if you do a little research with that, Nestle owns the Bountiful <gasps> Company. Nestle, the big company, right. And they've been fined by the FTC $600,000 hmm. for review hijacking over on Amazon.com. Now, review hijacking works like this. One, a seller hijacks reviews from a well-performing product and then merges them with another one. And then both products then share that average star rating. And then they get these fancy titles over on Amazon. You've seen them like, oh, bestseller. Or how about this? Amazon's Choice. And you're like, oh, Amazon's <laughs> Choice. That must be really good. Okay. So there are 10,000 reviews for a bottle of horny goat weed. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I don't know anything about it. But here's what's happening is that they're lumping all those reviews with other reviews of zinc, melatonin, mm. vitamin E, uh, maybe even some supplements for optic nerves, whatever it may be. So they bundle it all together. So it looks like that all these nature's blend are getting like these fabulous reviews and all these other ones, they're just not worth anything. Mm. So the bottom line here is that you can't trust, would you believe, mm, online reviews, Amazon's choice, number one. <laughs> uh, ReviewMate and FakeSpot, they have browser plugins. That can help you spot those fake reviews. Um, they're not always perfect. So it's always good for always just to use just a bit of caution on that. And I'm talking about reviews. This is kind of crazy. I was a little late feeding Abby her dinner last night. And she gave me a negative Yelp review. Oh. <laughs> First horny goat weed I'm and now sorry. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You know, see, you know what it is, is that I'm getting over this cold. Yeah. And that's what it is. And you know, so my my whole brain is on fire. It's like crazy. <laughs> Good for you. All right, Matt, browser wars. What's going on with that? Well, as long as there's been internet, uh, generally, there's been war between the browsers. They're always competing with each other to get more market share and to be the one at the top of everybody's uh desktops that they use it all the time, right? Everybody's been fighting over it. Well, it's kind of started again, but before I get into that, I wanted to talk about the history of browser wars really briefly. So the first one is generally thought of to be two major browser wars. The first one started in 1995 and lasted till 2001. This was between Netscape Navigator and Internet Explorer. Now we all know what ended up oh, happening. I forgot about that. Internet Explorer ended up doing, uh, Microsoft did some shady stuff and basically took out uh, <laughs> Netscape Navigator. They were then bought by um, AOL, eventually taken over by Firefox. I right. So Netscape. we know that what's happened. In 2001, Internet Explorer had 96% of the market share of browsers. That's Whoa. insane. Wow. The next yeah. big war was from 2004 to 2017. This is the one that we all think of. This is when we saw the rise of Firefox, Safari, Google Chrome, Opera, um, all those other ones that we can think of. They all kind of came into the mix and they all started competing and trying to jostle for that position. 
Well, it's generally thought of that at the end of all this, Google Chrome came out on top. As of 2017, they had 60% of the market share. It was a foregone conclusion. Google Chrome was the big, the big bad, right? Well, with third gen coming in now and all the different changes with uh, AI tech and chat GPT and all this stuff, these other browsers are starting to kind of fight back and starting to try to claw their way back to the top and take a little bit away from Google Chrome. So I thought I'd go through a couple of things that are happening and what is exactly happening in this third big browser war. So the first thing that happened was Opera. Yes, Opera, the tiny little browser that has less than 1% of the market share, (laughs) got a contract with ChatGBT and is integrating it into their browser. And so they're hoping that this will help this little tiny uh, browser that very few people use kind of claw their way back, get some of that more attention from that. Another thing. Okay, before you move on, yeah. before you move on, Matt, I want you to say that whole line okay. as if you were singing an opera. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us a give us a line right. about opera and the browser wars. Opera, the small, tiny one percent, only has one percent of the market share. Is <laughs> getting ChatGPT integration. <laughs> There we go. It's like we're I like that. That's actually pretty darn oh, good. Thanks. That's good. You know what? A hidden talent. We didn't know you had that talent. A baritone. That's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Another one is Microsoft Edge. Now, they only have a little less than 11% currently of the market share, but that fluctuates over time. But that's generally where it is. They also, you know, we all talked about how recently they have used ChatGPT in their Bing, also owned by Microsoft. And so they'll be integrating that into Edge as well. But that's not the biggest story. This is fascinating. So if you ever buy a normal PC, a Microsoft product, it always comes with Microsoft Edge already downloaded on it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you use Microsoft Edge to go and download Google Chrome now, there's now a big banner ad for Microsoft Edge on the page where you download Google Chrome. (laughs) So that's a big punch that Microsoft is using. So it's definitely heating up. Finally, I do have to talk a little bit about Google Chrome. A lot of people that are holdouts, Allie, to using Google Chrome say that it slows down their PC (laughs) or it crashes. And I think it's because, well, they have admitted it's because a lot of tabs open at the top, Allie, um, (laughs) eat up all your memory and slow down your PC. And so the re- I think he's talking to you, Allie. I think he's just yeah, talking to you, Allie. That's every it. Al- it's actually every Allie has the same. I'm problem. not talking about any Allie specifically, just all Allies yeah. generally yes. is what I'm talking about. We know in the latest update, all those browsers that are at the top that slow down your PC, they've made it where instead of them running in the background, they quote unquote close, but they're not really gone. So as soon as you reopen or click back in a browser, it reinstates that motion. So it allows it to speed it up and helps Google Chrome run a little bit faster. So we'll see how this kind of war pans out. We're just at the beginning of it, and we'll we'll see who's going to come out on top. Probably Google Chrome, but you never know. <laughs> you know, and here's what's happening. Every person who's listening to the podcast by the name of Allie right now, <laughs> they're like, no, that's not me, Matt. Exactly. That's not me. <laughs> they're, no, they're closing talking a bunch about, of while they're saying it. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, I totally got that lesson, <laughs> Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Allie, we have two-factor authentication, authenticator apps. So many people are confused about it. Indeed, and a lot of the confusion started because Twitter made uh, another change. I guess, you know, we can debate whether this is a good change or a bad change, but they said from now on, if you want to use the SMS, so the text two-factor authentication, you have to pay for Twitter Blue, which is eight bucks a month. Why? They say that the regular SMS text... um, authentication is abused by bad actors, which is true. People can use that. Um, I 
I would assume they also don't want to pay to text people uh, who aren't paying yeah. them. That's that's the other. Right, exactly. Yeah. One way to get around this is you can use an authenticator app. And yes, lots of scammy authenticator ha- apps have popped up in both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Let's put on our security 101 hats. If you already know all this, just stick with us. Let's let's get everybody on the same page. So what the heck is an authenticator app? Let's start with two-factor authentication because you probably know that. So you go to sign into a site or an app, and then you have to verify that you are who you say you are, and you get a text to your phone that has a code, and then you put that in, and then you're able to log in. Well, it's safe generally, but 2FA is the text version is you know, open to a couple things. If someone intercepts your text messages, SIM swapping, which is where someone essentially takes over your number and reroutes everything to their phone. So there are dangers with it. An authenticator app is a different way to do it. And it doesn't require your phone number. It's just the app. Uh, I use Google Authenticator. That's one of the most popular versions. There's also Microsoft Authenticator. There are others. So you install the app, uh, you get a link or you link it to your accounts rather. And then a unique code is generated like every 30 seconds. And it's the same kind of code that you get when you get a text. And then you can log in that way. So no text. You don't have to do anything with your phone number. And so that's that's safer. I mean, that's yes. safer at that yep. point. It's safer. Right? You don't have to, you know, you don't actually own your phone number. The phone company does. And so if you switch oh. your phone number later, you don't have to think about it. You know, it can just live right there in that app. And most people are familiar with 2FA um, since... Some accounts, you know, like your bank requires you to do it. And some actually might require an authenticator app. But for the most part, we all get away with just using our phone number. Um, But now with this Twitter talk and, you know, you'd have to pay for it. People are saying, all right, I'm going to try out an authenticator app. And just like that, overnight, so many of these apps (laughs) popped up in the app store Mm -hmm. that are not legitimate authenticator apps. You should not download them. Um, of course. My advice, stick with the big names. Google Authenticator, you can trust it. You can use it. Um, certainly the biggest out there. If you have an iPhone, you can also do the built-in 2FA. Um, mm. It's in the settings and then the passwords. We've got a, a primer over on commander.com. Uh, we also have a list of these apps that you should not download. I'm not going to tell you the names because they're all the same kind of like Authenticator app. Um, but mm. we have pictures of the logo so you can see what they look like. The big giveaway on these they were almost all released in February. So uh, any legitimate um, authenticator app is much, much older than that. So make sure you check the date and just go with Google Authenticator. It's it's nice and safe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just just use that one. Don't even worry about all the other ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Google. Use the authenticator app. Smart. Okay, here's one for you that you can use with the kids. All right. Uh, Speaking of malware and viruses, if you're working from home on a laptop or PC, you have to make sure that you always wear gloves and a face mask. Why? Because you don't want to catch one of those computer viruses. Oh, Oh, I know. Hey, listen. Hey, tell a few friends about our podcast. This way they can all be tech smart, too. And we all love smart friends, right? So be sure that you do that. Hey, coming up, sit your butt right there. Don't move. Because we're going to show you how you can spice up your video meetings with a 360-degree video. Uh, Matt has the way to tidy up that filthy inbox that we just know that you have. And Allie has a cool way of taking screenshots from your phone. You don't want to miss these here with Kim Commando today. (laughs) 
We're just so thrilled that you're spending your time with us here on Kim Commando today. And if you're listening any other day of the week, well, you are also in the know. But don't you want to be really tech smart? Isn't that something important to you? I know it is. So make sure that you sign up for our Tech Hacks newsletter, formerly known as TIPS. But we can't say TIPS anymore because that sounds old. (laughs) So now they're called Tech Hacks. So go to commando.com slash get free tips. Yeah, we still have that in the URL for some reason. Uh, commando.com slash subscribe. That's easiest. Commando.com slash subscribe and get our free newsletters. 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Not that you'd want to. But again, that's commando.com slash subscribe. All right. I'm going to go first with some great tips because these are like party tricks that you want to show your family members and friends. So if you are still trapped in your home office on a video meeting, but secretly wishing you were in a galaxy far, far away, or maybe (laughs) in one of those over-the-water huts in Bora Bora, which, by the way, I've done that so beautiful, amazing, Uh, or your home office is a mess, okay? I don't know if you remember this video call, Allie, but you and I were on the call. We're not going to call the person out, (laughs) but he was in his garage where that's where he set up his home office. And he had like bikes and crap and just stuff. But the worst was right next to his desk was the blue and green big trash cans. (laughs) 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 And it was during these video calls. I know whenever we're on these calls, Matt, is that what happens is that I will text Allie, like, (laughs) check out Check out those guys' trash cans. And then, so then, she, and then she looks at the camera and goes, like, I can't laugh. Trying to hide her laughter. Laugh. I know. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Google Meet has just unveiled their latest video call feature. I'm totally going to try this. 360 virtual background. And it's mm. available for both iOS and Android devices. So all you do is just log into your Google Meet meeting from your phone. You turn on this 360 background in Google Meet. Now, this is what's so amazing about it, is that as you move around on your phone or tablet, the background moves with you. That's cool. So, yeah. So, like, you could be sitting, like, at a cabana, you know, in Mexico, and then you move, and all of a sudden you see, like, all these people on the beach in their bikinis, and, well, maybe that wouldn't be the best place to (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. There's a there's a gyroscope in your device. And so it moves with you as the background moves. Um, And I know what some of you are thinking, like, you know, can I take a 360 degree photo of my office? Um, Not really. I don't think Mm -hmm. you'd want to do that. But they are saying maybe someday. It's not as fun as being able to, like, say you're in a galaxy or on a beach or anything like that. Now, if you live in a place where it's cold, I want you to use this one with your friends. Because working from home in this weather makes people want to maybe leak classified information. Do you know why? Because they're snowed in. Oh. All right. That, you know what? I apologize for that. I'm going to apologize. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Matt, help us. Help us take this podcast to the next level. All right. Here we go. I have to start this out with a confession. My personal Gmail is or was a disaster. (laughs) There was over 5,000 unread messages. I didn't know where they were. I didn't ever spend time. I just go to the top of my unread. Wait, you had 5,000? So like when you signed into your Gmail, it was like 5,020 unread messages? Kim, there was a point where instead of going and cleaning it out, I decided to pay the 99 cents to add more space because I didn't want to go clean it out. So... (laughs) Hold on, I, oh, gosh, not Matt. to be a, a one-upper, but I think I can beat you. 
I Uh-oh. can see this on my phone. I think in my personal email, which I largely pretend doesn't exist. Sure, sure. I have about 11,000 <laughs> on my <laughs> oh, emails. <laughs> Right, I well, would look, and I'm sure I'm probably about the same too, because I have a personal Gmail account that yeah, I, I I never sign on. But there are people like for some reason in Indonesia that use it, uh, because I'm constantly getting signed up for like, and it's not in English. the The emails that come in, it's always like in this foreign language that says like, you know, we found your match with this hottie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> do you ever click? Like, whatever. Okay. Hey, you never know. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, a lot of people's Gmails are a mess, but I found a really handy trick that can help. You know, it might take some time, but it, it, it I, over the last weekend, I spent a few hours and I was able to clean out that entire inbox. And now I have zero unread messages. So, you know, it looks pretty wow. nice. Feels good. Here's, I know. So here's what you're going to do. It's really simple. At the top of your Gmail, you'll see a search bar. Next to that search bar on the right hand side, you'll see four lines with little dots on it. You're going to click on that and it's going to open up a little box. At the bottom, it'll say search. You drag that down to unreads, and then it'll pull up 50 unreads. Then at the top, there's a little square box. You click it, you select all, and then you click the little button that says red, opened mail. <laughs> you click that, and it opens all of the unreads. So that way you have all of those at once. I had two in my in my work email that I didn't know where they were. I had two unread emails for like two years I didn't know how far back they were. I didn't know where they were. So I used this this morning, was able to find those two unreads. Now my work email also says zero unread messages. That's so. why you never replied yeah, was, to my email. You know, and I was one. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. He never replied to my email. I was offering you one this you, promotion one as like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Would you rather you me just have didn't. a clean You're inbox fine. or email you back? Those are the, that's what we're deciding here. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's fair. All right. That's a, that's a good handy yeah. tip. I like to do that in the first of every year is I just take all the messages in the inbox and I just make a folder and say like 2022 and that's I just smart. swap them all in there and then it's like, oh, I have a zero inbox. Oh, and then I'm always hoping that by like February, March, it's still, it's not still. No. Oh. <laughs> no. All right, Allie, you know, you, you actually teased this as something that we were going to use every single week of our lives. I bet you're going to use it. Now, nothing makes you feel dumber than when you're trying to do something that feels like it should be simple and it's not. And you're just having that moment of like, there's got to be a better way. So next time yeah. you want to take a screenshot that is more than just, you know, what's on your screen. So say you want to take a picture of a whole website, maybe a conversation, something that requires scrolling. You can do it and it's really easy and you don't have to take like five different pictures of your screen. Okay. On an Android, basically you're starting this the same way you do any screenshot, right? So you push the power and the down volume button and at the bottom, you'll see some options. On my Pixel, it says capture more and then your whole phone will kind of zoom out. You'll see everything that's on the screen and you can drag the little slider to say, I just want this part or I want the whole thing. Oh. On an iPhone, same thing. Basically, you're going to press power and volume up how you normally do a screenshot. And then you tap that little thumbnail that pops up in the corner. And then there's an option that says full page. So you hit that and then you can do Ooh. the same thing. You can pick on the slider if you want the whole entire thing or just most of it. And then you're done. And you well, just took nice. a screenshot of everything without... You know, like another one, another one, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you try to then you try to figure out like, well, how do I put them all together? Exactly. Yeah, right. Yes. Oof. Yep. You can do it all in one go. We also and have steps over on commander.com if you want to do this on your computer. There's some handy plugins. There are ways you can do it just right in your browser too. Um, and that's always a nice thing. Again, say you're trying to take a picture of an entire website. 
you don't have to zoom out to like 1% to do it. You can actually just do the whole thing like, at high quality. I can't, I can't read the text anymore. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm looking at. Gosh. You know, I took a screenshot yesterday of us playing Pictionary. And uh, and it was when Matt was trying to figure out. You were trying to figure out, Matt. It was so funny. How oh to spell gosh. limousine. Limousine. And I couldn't. I could not for the life of me. I, I, and it was like four seconds left. I went over to Google and tried to type in limousine. And Google didn't even know what I was trying to type. Well, I like no the Z best one, though, I like. It was. Yes. I was just going to say, Ali, it was L-I-M-Z-I-S-E-A-N. Limishan. 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 Yeah. It's embarrassing. Oh. All right. Hey, listen, if you like these quick tips, make sure that you get our Daily Tech Update podcast. Every single day you get one new story and one tech hack. And so wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K. And make sure that you subscribe or follow our Daily Tech Update podcast. All right. Coming up, I have... I have the what the heck headline of the week that is going to require you guys to put on your thinking caps. Uh, Matt has what the internet is buzzing about. Uh-huh. And then Allie has a great way to make money. And Matt, you're on joke duty, right? I this am. Week? I am. It's a good one. I promise. Ooh. It's a good one. You got some I've told it to, to multiple do. people today. And there was at least three people <laughs> that said it was good. So, I, you know. <laughs> That's true, Allie. He, he does have to make up for that really bad joke a few weeks ago. All right, so stay right where you are. Hey, it's Kim Commando today. Just a quick reminder that you can watch us and laugh along over at youtube.com slash Kim Commando. It's so fun. You can find us once again at youtube.com slash Kim Commando. You can watch us do Kim Commando today every single Friday. So just subscribe to the channel. So this way you make sure that you get a notification whenever we drop new videos over there. All right, our what the heck headline of the week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, fifth grade students exam question has left adults on the internet stumped. Yes, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it's back. Uh, it was on Reddit. A sibling, that's where it started. Uh, a sibling was left scratching his head at, at the younger brother's fifth math test. And so the question went to Reddit and said, okay, can you help us figure this out? So I want you to pay attention. If you want to take notes, you can do that along. Uh, Klein read 30 pages of a book on Monday, one-eighth of the book on Tuesday. He completed the remaining quarter of the book on Wednesday. So how many pages are there in the book? Okay, I'm going to do it one more time, just so everybody has the problem in their head or if you're writing it down. Uh, Klein read 30 pages of a book on Monday, one-eighth of the book on Tuesday. He completed the remaining quarter of the book on Wednesday. So the question is, how many pages are there in the book? Now, if you are doing this math problem, you can stop the podcast, just pause it right where you are right now, and see if you can solve the problem, because I'm going to go through the math, and this way you can see if you've got the right answer. Okay. Do you guys have it? Fractions. (laughs) Fractions, yes, it's fractions. Uh-uh. Okay, all right. So, okay, so I'm gonna walk you through the problem. Okay, so it is has to do with fractions. Matt, you are 100 percent right. right. So, because we're dealing with fractions, and also we have to do a little algebra. There's an X in here. I can feel it. There could be an X, but instead I called it a P for page. <laughs> okay. So. From the problem, we know that Klein read 30 pages on Monday, 
and read one eighth of the book on Tuesday, which he which means, okay, we're going to do those fractions, 30 plus one eighth of P. He read mm-hmm. one eighth of the book. Okay. Now we also know on Wednesday he completed the remaining one quarter of the book, which is one quarter parentheses with a P next to it, right? So he finished the entire book by Wednesday. So this is where the big math fractions come into play. 30 plus, in parentheses, one eighth times P plus one quarter P equals P, right? Mm-hmm. 30 plus one eighth. In the, okay, so you got all that. So if we do the fractions, oh, we're yeah. going to look at... Yes, you see where we're going with this. Uh, 30 plus mm-hmm, 3 eighth mm-hmm. P equals P, and then subtract 3 eighths from both sides. You get 30 equals 5 eighths of P. And that's where you get the total number pages of this book equals, you ready? 48. 48. That's close. Did you get 126? <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> I had I had I I, I had All something right, in the forties. I I wasn't really. I... It was close. How about you, Al? Uh, I once I realized there was an X involved, I stopped. You started drawing on a piece of paper. <laughs> yes, a little smile. That's okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I will. I will. Um, I, I do have a confession to make. Um, I, I went to Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me solve this problem? Incredible. And in like three seconds, it went, I was like, oh, now I, I was thinking the whole time, like, I could sound so smart and say like, oh, like I did this and this. And this. <laughs> but then I realized, you know what? Mm, forget, it. I'll just be honest, you know. And I also read an article the other day. It was about, uh, it was an article from a guy who's like really into math and science. And he was writing all about factories that because of technology, they are not really making the 12-inch ruler any longer. You get it? 12-inch ruler any longer. Okay. If you have to explain it, it really wasn't that good. I am just, I'm just having an off day today. So, Oof. folks, if you're listening, I need some fodder here. I need some material so you can, you can help me out. All right, Matt. Uh, buzzing about the internet is BuzzFeed. If you were on the internet between 2009 and 2000, whatever year it is now, you've seen <laughs> a BuzzFeed article, right? You oh, filled yeah. out one of their quizzes to find out which friend's character you are, or you filled out a survey to find out what's the best laundry detergent that fits my personality or whatever. <laughs> I actually went on BuzzFeed this morning and I found one that said, walk us through your grocery haul and we'll tell you when you'll meet your soulmate. <laughs> So you get the gist of what BuzzFeed is, right? <laughs> but BuzzFeed isn't doing too hot as of late. In the third quarter of last year, they lost $27 million. So, Oh, my. How do you lose $27 million? I just don't understand that. Yeah. They took a survey and it told them that that's how much they had to lose. It's in the couch. <laughs> Well, BuzzFeed is hoping to kind of claw some of that back and get a little bit more uh, money in the upcoming years. And they're doing this through AI quizzes. Now, what these AI quizzes are is it asks you a bunch of questions. And like I talked about recently, it then uses those answers that you give to prompt an AI to give a response. So one of the ones that's going really viral right now is it's called there's an MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
But there's also a UCU created by AI. Fill out this quiz. <laughs> so you fill out this quiz and it creates the script for or a summary of a superhero movie with you as the main character. All right. But there's one that I found even more fascinating and I filled it out. This one is called This AI Quiz Will Write a Rom-Com About You in Less Than 30 Seconds. So I went in and I filled it out. I'm going to go through the questions. I'm not going to give my specific answers and I'm going to give you a general idea of what it popped back out to me. So it asks your name, the actor you want to play you, the a city you want the story to take place, um, an endearing flaw you have. Ooh who the love of your life is, what gives you the ick, like what grosses you about somebody you go on a date with, right? Um, what is your romantic interest's name and a famous actor you want them to be played by in the movie? So I filled it all out and it popped out a, basically a Hallmark <laughs> movie of me and my fiance meeting in a small town in rural Arizona where oh. I'm a plucky attorney coming into town. And it was the whole synopsis of this Hallmark love movie that I then immediately copy and pasted and sent to her. And it was hilarious. So incredible. <laughs> you know, I, I tried that one. I yeah. did. I tried that one. Um, mine didn't go as well. <laughs> now I am happily married. Sure. And so I said, you know, that, that, um, that I, that my name's Kim and, and Barry was Eduardo. Ooh, Eduardo. Okay. <laughs> Eduardo. And I said that, you know, he should be Brad Pitt. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, and I said that we go to Bora Bora. Now this is the part that kind of got me. On one of their romantic dates in Bora Bora, Kim's head gets stuck in a coconut shell, <laughs> causing her to panic and unable to free herself. Well, Eduardo rushes to her rescue, carrying her to shore with this coconut shell stuck on her head and gently pries it off of her head. And they discover each other's eyes and they make a warm embrace. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't like had one of those silk white shirts on and like long blonde flowing hair in the wind horseback. Fabio? Are you thinking of Fabio? <laughs> I think I might be. Yeah, I know. But I mean, who gets a coconut shell stuck on their head? Okay, really? As, have you ever heard or seen that happening? I haven't. And is, are, there, are coconut shells even big enough to get it stuck I on know, your head? No, I don't think so. I don't know. No. I don't think so. That's kind of weird. You know, there is a guy uh, that is using ChatGPT to answer tech questions on his website. And I was thinking like, wow, that might be something that we should do, right? Until I realized in the second paragraph about it that the guy's going broke <laughs> because he, because every time that somebody goes to his website and, and asks a question, that it costs anywhere between five and 20 cents. Mm. So, wow, isn't that crazy? So I'm just wondering that yeah, how much BuzzFeed is paying. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a really good that. question. If they if they spend too much money on this, then they're going to lose twenty nine million dollars next year. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that still use BuzzFeed quizzes to find out which Harry Potter house they're in, but you know, people still use it. Because <laughs> we already know what house. Or somebody on Facebook doing it. Of course, we all found yes. out in 2012, 2012 collectively. <laughs> A long time ago. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you're not already following us on social media, we are at Kim Commando everywhere. And let me tell you, I've been spending a lot of time on our Instagram account. Um, and I ran across a TikTok account that is from North Korea. And people are actually on this North Korean TikTok saying like, oh, isn't life wonderful in North Korea? And look at this. Anyway, it's totally propaganda. Yeah. So I posted one of these TikTok videos on my Instagram and the responses are, and I said, you know, just tell me in the comments, like the one word that comes into play. And it's just, it is very, very eerie. 
I mean, just that there's like nobody on the streets, no cars. But in, if you haven't seen it, there's a guy like being like the traffic cop in the middle, even though everything's like, <laughs> it's really kind of crazy. All right. Coming up, uh, online surveys. Maybe they're not worth the return. Mm, wrong. Allie's got some sites that actually pay bank. Uh, and Matt has the joke that he promises that we are going to laugh at. So you don't want to leave us now. It's Kim Commando today. It's our Friday podcast. And just do us a favor. Give us a nice five-star review uh, because that helps more people find our podcast. And once again, just a great five-star review. If you want to say some good words about us, that always makes us feel so warm and friendly too. And this is part of the podcast where Allie likes to tell us how to make some money. So, you know, anytime somebody calls the show and they say, you know, how can I make money with online surveys? I always caution them that, you're probably just going to get a few gift cards, but that seems to be changing, right? Yes. And we will get to that. Sometimes it is a gift card, but you might get a big gift card. So let's go through some of the Mm. options. Um, There are lots of popular sites that you might know the names of. Survey Junkie comes to mind. Now, if you are a diehard on Survey Junkie, you're doing all the surveys that you can, you're probably only going to make like 40 bucks a month. So it's not much, right? But there are some that will actually pay you. A lot of these are based on your expertise. So they're going to want to know, what do you do for a living? What are you an expert on? Um, Or they just care about maybe your position in life. Maybe you just bought a house or you're really into health and fitness. So these ones are, you know, you have to apply. So you can't just sign up for an account and you immediately can take a million surveys. You do have to apply for these, but they pay so much better. Hmm. I went and found some. Now, I have to admit, I haven't been able to do any yet because, again, you have to apply and most of Mm. mine haven't started yet. But if I do, I'll give everybody an update because I'm hoping to get myself some cash. Yeah. All right. First one, user interviews, which is userinterviews.com. You can make $50 to $100 an hour on this one. Seriously. like No way. Really? That's a lot. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. One more caveat for these. So... If you're thinking about, okay, I take an online survey, what does that mean? I just fill out a couple questions online. A lot of these, the ones that actually pay more money, these are in place of in-person kind of focus groups. So you might have to sit at your computer in front of your webcam, be part of a meeting one-on-one or with other people. So there is some time commitment. You can't just buzz through a survey in five minutes. But hey, if you're making like 250 bucks for an hour and a half, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Another popular one is Respondent. Uh, that's respondent.io. You don't have to remember these because we're going to write something up on the site after I've had a chance to do some of these surveys. They do consumer research studies. Again, the average is about $100 an hour, but depending on your expertise or you know what you do, you can make a lot more. If you're a business owner, $500 an hour is the average. If you're you know wow. like a higher level executive at a company, $700 an hour. Um and it's in Barry over there. Make some money. Right. <laughs> Come on, Barry. Earn your yeah. keep. So <laughs> yes. yeah, some of these sites, they um they do make you can make quite a bit of money. Sometimes, yes, they do pay out in gift cards, but you can usually get Amazon or even a Visa gift card, which for all intents and purposes is as good as cash. So if you yeah. just want a little fun money, it's a it's a good place to go. So you're gonna put a whole list of these up on the site? Yep. This is gonna be a big topic. I think so you know. too. You know, speaking of surveys, I, I don't know why I think this way, but for some reason we had the news on 
And they did one of those uh, commercials for some type of medicine that will do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And they always have all those disclaimers, like, yeah. you know, could cause cancer or this or whatever. And for some reason, watching it, and the, they said four out of five people will suffer from diarrhea <laughs> taking this medicine. And I thought, like, like does one dude like it? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, like. What's going on with that? He's salty All right, now. Matt. He's feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yes, I got it. Yes. A cleanse. You know, I swear I'll never forget that, though, when we were, Ian and I were hiking Machu, Machu Picchu. I'll never forget this. And you know, and it was rough. It was hard. And, you know, you can't really drink the water. And, you know, if you have a salad, forget it. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, I lost like 15 pounds just because, you know, it's just, it was that type of scenario. And so we finally get back to the to Phoenix and Barry asked Ian, so so what was like what did you learn hiking Machu Picchu? I mean, what, what was the big thing? And Ian actually looked at him with a straight face and said, Dad, never trust a fart. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and then I started laughing, Barry started, and Ian's like, What? What happened? Like, what was that? I'm like, Ian, that was so funny. (laughs) Yes. All right. So, uh, all right. It's time now to redeem yourself, Matt. It's time. I I tried to find a really, really good one. I'm not going to say that it's amazing, but it's definitely better than my last one. I can guarantee that. We'll take it. Okay. A guy is in prison for the very first time. On his first night, a few minutes after lights out, his cellmate moves closer to the bar cell doors. A while later, someone from another cell shouts, number 13. And his cellmate and the entire block start bursting out in laughter. And the new prisoner finds this kind of strange. Shortly after they are done laughing, another inmate shouts, 23! And the entire block once again starts laughing. Another one shouts, 27! They continue to chuckle loudly. More laughter follows and continues. And the new prisoner goes up to his cellmate and says, what's going on? Why is everybody laughing at just numbers? He says, oh... Uh, the thing is, we've been here so long and heard the same joke so many times that we've given them all numbers so that instead of saying the entire joke, you just say the number and we know which one it is. Astonished, the new prisoner decided to see if that's true. So he goes to the cell bar doors and shouts, number 72. All the inmates explode in massive laughter and the entire block is roaring <laughs> at that point and his stomach is now on the floor laughing, rolling around. The new prisoner is dumbstruck and completely lost. He says, well, which one's number 72, he asks. In between laughs and crying to catch his breath, his cellmate replied, we've actually never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, I, I don't get it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was Isn't that terrible? Like when you tell a, when you tell a joke and somebody says like, you know, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, That's like, supposed what? to be funny. Straight face. No, that was, that was, a, you know, when. That was a lot better than the last one. Let Thank me just you. tell you, it was a much better joke. And if you have any jokes that you'd like to share with us, uh, you know, fire away. Send it to us at podcast at commando.com. Once again, that's podcast at commando.com. And this is part of the podcast. Before we leave, we like to give you just a few things to remember to put on your to-do list. Allie, you go first. If you've never tried an Authenticator app, it really is a safer way than the text to FA. So try it out. Go download Google Authenticator or do your own research. Pick another reputable, popular one. Don't get any of those brand new ones, but give it a try. How about you, Matt? You know, it feels really good to have a clean Gmail. Go ahead and clean that baby (laughs) out. I mean, it's worth the time and it feels really good when you see the big zero next to the inbox. So worth it. My advice is um, if you have a messy home office and you're still working from home, 
just clean it up, okay? <laughs> just look around and clean it up. I mean, I was on a Zoom call this morning. Uh, I was on a Zoom call this morning for one hour and 45 minutes. Oh, one hour. Oh, and but and then one of those guys had like one of those freaky backgrounds that it looked like he was like in this. And I was like, no, you know, just wherever you are, just clean it up and move forward with your life. Hey, don't forget to tell three friends, um, even people you don't like. We don't care. Tell them about the Kim Commando Today podcast and give us a great five star review. And thanks for being here. And all three of us will see you again here with Kim Commando Today next week. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.